What's good? What's good? What's good with y'all today? How y'all feeling? How y'all feeling? I'm feeling good. Welcome to another episode of the World's Weirdest Podcast starring your girl, me, Mia Larie. We are here back again with episode number two. Today is November 8th. We getting it in today. So if you haven't noticed by the episode title, today we're talking about hopeless romance. Hopeless romance. Are you a hopeless romantic? (laughs) If you ain't, then you won't understand the struggle, okay? As a hopeless romantic, there are just things that we go through, okay? And... um. And honestly, it's a bittersweet place to be, right? Um, so I'm gonna give you all, cause y'all, it, so y'all don't know me, but I am I'm a person that loves to give definitions. Um, so a lot of us have a base understanding of the thing that we're talking about, right? So a hopeless romantic is someone who continues to believe in love no matter the struggles they might have experienced in the past. Usually they will dream and fantasize about people they like, give a lot of energy to romantic pursuits, and have a deep desire for love and partnership. And I'm reading this. Um, so that is your definition, right? It's the definition of a hopeless romantic. Uh, And I'm going to look at this article because it gives, it says, um, it's titled 11 Signs You May Be a Hopeless Romantic. Let's read them and see. And you can make inventory for yourself. Number one, number one sign, your romances ignite quickly and burn out fast. Number two, you have one-sided relationships. Ouch. Ouch. Number three, you have an overly optimistic view of love. Number four, you ignore red flags. Number five, you are obsessed with all things romance. Number uh, six, you lead with your emotions. Number seven, you tend to idolize your partner. Number eight, you have a, a martyr complex. And number nine, you daydream about love. Number 10, you have a few, you have few long-term relationships. Last but not least, number 11, you spend all your time with your new partner. So if you fit the bill 90% of the way, I'm sorry to tell you, you may need a membership to the club and become a homeless romantic. Now that we are here, there is something that I really, really would like to talk about because I think that it was a very, very good point. Um, let me go back. So number four, and I feel like this is just one of those things. We just jumping right into it, right? Number four, it says, so I can remind y'all, you ignore red flags. In today's society, we idolize red flags for whatever reason. And we know that because Toxic behaviors are praised. They're looked for. They're desired. And 
you would ask, anybody would ask, why? Why would you want to uh, look for somebody who is toxic? And I'll tell you why. I'm going to tell you partially why. Because honestly, I don't know. I don't look for people. I don't, I can't deal with toxic people. But there are so many different traits, right, um, uh, of toxicity. And we have gotten to the place in this um, generation and um, putting myself in, you know, in the millennial generation. Obviously, this is a very, very generalization. So please hold your comments. But um, the millennial generation and the generation under us, um, we have gotten to the place where it is not true love if you don't go through some garbage, like some real low-down, dirty type situation. Um, and that is how people today are proving their love. One of the couples that are so idolized is Gucci Man and I think her name is Keisha Keogh. Kior, I don't know how to say her name, um, but y'all know who I'm talking about. His wife, okay? Gucci man did that girl so wrong, so 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 wrong. Um, he ended up going to prison, and she stuck by him through his um, prison sentence. Uh, he came out, and then you know we saw Gucci man his whole glow up. And every when they when they finally got married and had their huge, really, really beautiful wedding. Um, people were like, oh yeah, I want that type of relationship. I got a question for the crowd. Why do you feel, and this goes for men and women, we see it more so happen to women, but men go through it too. We will not, we will not discredit what men go through. Um, but what is it about the trauma that you experience in a relationship that validates your partner's love for you? What is it about the trauma that your partner has caused you justifies their love for you? That is a question that I really answer or ask a lot. Um, because as a person who is a hopeless romantic, I've had to go through um, some stages in my life, right? I am still, I would still consider myself a hopeless romantic. Um, because I do believe in love. No matter what circumstances you go through, I'm not a person that's like, you know, all men are the same and ain't no good men. Because that's not true. There are many good men. And one of the things that I do honestly believe is that God has my husband waiting for me. Bless the Lord. And um, he going to come in due time. Right. Um, but clearly along the way, I've had to deal with some people. <laughs> I've had to deal with some people. And yes, I have ignored plenty red flags. Some people ignore very serious red flags um, and and they and and they move on with that relationship. I would probably say the red flags that I have considered and have ignored were pretty minor in retrospect, right? But nonetheless, they still caused me some heartache. And I knew that, right? There were also situations where I found myself um looking at a man and dealing with that man due to the potential that he had and not necessarily acknowledging 
the man that was in front of me. And that also gave me a lot of situations where I dealt with, um, I dealt with some heartache, you know, doing, going that route. There were also times, and this is, this is a side note. We are going to be very honest on this show. Um, so with that being said, there were a lot of situations where my relationship was based on sex. And due to that, I gained feelings and, you know, so did he, but then it was a really odd situation because we didn't know how to function like normal people because our foundation was a sexual foundation. So emotions and things like that, it was weird. It just, it just got really weird, but nonetheless, it still put me in a position of, you know, dealing with some heartache, right? Whatever. Um, so, so I think that we have to be mindful, right? And, and we hear it all the time. You have to be mindful and you have to acknowledge the red flags. So kind of going back, um, there were a lot of, I've had to go through different stages. And so, yes, I'm still a hopeless romantic, but instead of leading, I allow myself to lead with emotion and common sense, right? Not everybody is perfect. You're not going to find a perfect man, right? You're not going to find a perfect woman. Um, Everybody's going to have flaws. But one of the things that you have to ask yourself is, can I deal with these flaws that this person has? Because some flaws people can't handle. I was dating a guy and one of the flaws that I couldn't handle was the fact that he had never been exposed to a different lifestyle. Um, not saying anything was wrong with it, but he's from the hood. I am not. I am. There is, there is not nan hood bone, uh, hood bone in my body. Okay. Um, there's a couple of things that I have learned just being black and going through my black experience and being raised in a black family and ha- and intercount uh, uh, encountering people who um who are you know from the hood and have lived a, a much different lifestyle than I I will never um I will never say that I've really been able to quote unquote experience such lifestyle because I have not. Um, I was raised very middle class. So there are, there is a little disconnect with that, but with me and him, we did have a lot of similarities because I did go to school with him. So I, I learned him on a much different level outside of his environment. But <laughs> once time, as time went on and him and I started having more conversations through the year that we dated, um, I started to learn that he has never experienced life outside of the hood. And after dating this guy for an entire year, I had to sit back and ask myself, do I want to teach a grown man a whole new way of life? A whole new way of life, because that's what it would be. Um, it would be him experiencing a complete different way of life. And am I willing to go through that and have to be the person to teach him, um, you know, teach him that and the patience that it would have to take and the understanding and sacrifice. And, and, and I was very honest with myself and I told myself, I did not want to do that. I don't want to do that. Um, so 
at that moment, I realized that that was just something I did not want to deal with. And then on top of that, he just was not ready in a position to grow up. His life was working for him the way that it was working and he enjoyed it and he was comfortable. And I was like, yeah, I'm not okay with that. And I made my decision and I ended up, you know, breaking things off with him. And so, um, so that was, you know, so we have to, we have to look at certain things. Are we okay with the flaws that are there? Are we okay with handling and dealing with this person, um, that is in front of us? Another thing that, you know, you have to, you have to think about being a hopeless romantic is, is your partner, is this person you are wanting to pursue, um, on a level as you, and if they're not, are they willing to make the adjustments to learn how to love you the way you need to be loved and not loving you the way they think you should be loved, right? If you don't know your love languages, learn your love languages um, and you can find out what they are. Um, I don't remember the website. I took mine. There's five love languages, okay? Um, I had uh, three that were, I had two that were the same um, because my love languages are quality time, um, affirmation, words of affirmation, and um, I think gifts gifts, um, giving gifts. I've, I don't know what it's, I have to look at it, whatever. Learn your love languages, but, um, looking at your partner, you know, are you, are they willing to grow with you? Right. And learn who you are and learn what it is, the things that you need for yourself to, you know, and learn the way how to love you the way you need to be loved, if that all makes sense. Um, And I say that, and here's an example. Some people, some people love flowers. Some some women love gifts. Some men love gifts. We're not going to say that there aren't. Um, And gift giving is great, right? But some people, they uh, use that. That is something, them receiving gifts is how you exp- how they are able to receive your love. So they really like gifts. Some people don't really care about that, right? So if say, you know, taking, take me for an example, if I'm a person who really loves get, getting gifts, um, uh, uh, actions is how, um, is a good way to show me you love me, but my partner is not like that. And he prefers I don't know, quality time, he's going to love me. And you guys haven't talked about it and not on the same page. He's going to love me the way he needs to be loved, which is giving me quality time. And I'm going to love him the way I think he should be loved because of how I'm loved. So I'm going to be giving him a bunch of gifts. Now that sounds great and dandy, right? Because everybody loves quality time. Everybody likes gifts here and there. But if your partner it's not loving you the way you need to be loved and vice versa. And you guys are not connecting to each other on this type of level. You're going to miss the mark because then what's going to happen is you're going to get to the point where I, you feel I am not receiving what I need to receive. What you're giving me is nice, but it's not what I need. Right? So my, my husband, boyfriend, partner, 
He's giving me quality time, but I don't, I can't understand or comprehend love through quality time. This is very weird saying, and this is not how I truly feel. But (laughs) in this example, I can't, I don't understand how to receive love through quality time. And you don't understand how to receive love through gifts. And so now it's like, you know, we're in this argument and I'm telling you, you're not giving me what I need. And he's saying, well, I'm giving you quality time. We're just spending time together. And at that point, you realize that there's a complete disconnect, even though you were doing things with good intent, right? So um, so you have to really understand and love, learn to love the person that you're with and love them the way they need to be loved, right? Um, and it's funny because my godparents are perfect examples of that in my life because they are polar opposites. Oh my gosh, it is ridiculous how opposite they are. Um, and no, they haven't had a fairy tale relationship. Um, but over the years, they have gone through so many different stages of life where they have had to come back again and relearn one another through these state through the years that they have been together. They've been married 27 years. They have had to relearn each other through every step of the way um, as they have transitioned into a new section of their life because they have both gone through so many different stages in their life while married. Um, they've had to relearn each other, okay? understand how to learn each other again, and then move forward. Has it been successful each and every time? No. But now, right, they're in a place now, and they have been over the last few years where they're still trying to navigate and connect to one another and make this, you know, effort. But through that whole time, they have stay together. You know, I'm not saying it hasn't been peachy keen. It hasn't been perfect, but efforts have been put in over the years. They've attempted to continue to learn one another and get to different places. My God, dad, he had to go through, well, each of them had to go through um, places of healing from, you know, things in their own lives that they've experienced as kids, um, the things that they've experienced together, and just whatever, what have you, and you know, you can connect the dots. And then they've had to heal together. And then they've had to learn themselves. And while they're learning each other and learning how to love themselves and still how to learn how to love each other the way each other needed to be loved. Right. And now they're just living their best life. Okay. And they're going through. So on this journey, being a hopeless romantic, um, you have to come to that conclusion, you know, are you willing to learn how to love that person, you know, and deal with the flaws that they have um, and, and go through that, you know? And then um, another thing that uh, for me, just kind of being a hopeless romantic after understanding that, um, you know, you have to lead with emotions and common sense is understand your worth as a person, Okay, because once you understand your worth as a person, then that's when your hopeless romantic hat kind of shifts and takes a whole different form. You're not this complete hopeless romantic that is just 
rainbows and butterflies and unicorns all day and love and, and, and Valentine's Day every day of the year and then completely heartbroken and destroyed when your relationship fails. So once you learn your value as a person and you are able, this saying, you know, we have this conversation all the time. We hear it over and over again. What do you bring to the table? When you get to a point where you are comfortable with yourself, you understand your worth and the value that you can bring to somebody else's life, baby, your whole attitude changes. And so I tell people, I'm not a cocky person. But I I am confident in myself enough to say that if you ask me what it is I bring to the table, I'm going to laugh at you because the table you are coming to, baby, I built. Okay, Um, I built this table. This is nice. Uh, uh, um, What's a really good wood? I don't know. Use a wood. Figure it out. You you figure it out for yourself. What type of wood? What type of table are you building? But um. I got a, I have a beautiful table that I have cut down the tree. I have cut the pieces. I have polished and, and shaven and, and, you know, smoothed out. And I had to do the dimensions and figure out what type of legs I want, what type of table I want, what size is it going to be, um, multifunctional or is it going to, you know, you, you understand. I built this table. It took a lot of time building this table, okay? And I have been able to um, say that now I understand what I bring to a relationship, right? And this goes for anything. I can honestly say that there is not one person that comes into my life that is not changed or better by the time that they are done and have left my life if they leave my life. So once you find yourself and understand who you are and understand the value and the worth that is inside of you, then being a hopeless romantic is not a terrible thing, right? Understanding that love is available and it is out there and that there is a partner for you, um, it will all come the way that it is supposed to come. And being a hopeless romantic won't be so tragic either. I still believe in romance, okay? Even as a millennial, there's not a lot of romance that happens in our generation today and the generation behind me. But I do believe in that. I still believe in, you know, what that looks like. Not a lot of people care for, you know, um, chivalry and gender roles and whatever, what have you, whatever you want to call it. But baby, I still believe in it. I still believe in, you know, the man comes in and gives his wife flowers and opens doors and pulls out chairs and, you know, pays for things and whatever, and really spoils his woman. But, but, I also believe in giving a man the same energy, right? We are so big on this energy. I believe in a man still being a man, right? And and treating his woman as the queen that she is and him being the head as he should be. But I also believe in the woman also being able to give the exact same, right? Um and, and whatever that looks like for you in a partnership, that's what it looks like for you in a partnership. It will not look the same in every relationship. It will not. 
what works for one one couple will not work for another couple and that's okay you know what i mean there are things that um are set that that both people will set in their relationship and how it works i saw a video of a girl who got married she was going through um premarital counseling with her husband and her and her husband, before they got married, uh, they set out a list and she told him things. They had come to a consensus and she had told him, there are certain things I am not going to do. And he agreed with it. Some people, they didn't, they don't understand why she did what she did, but her and her husband are okay with that because they made that agreement prior to getting married. They sat and they talked. She said, this is what I want out of the relationship. He said, this is what I want out of our marriage. And then they sat and they put things together. They have an understanding and then they were okay with it. And they went and got married and they are functioning and they are doing great, right? And some people are like, oh my gosh. Cause one of the things on her list was, um, she don't, will not touch the garbage. She does not touch garbage. Her husband is meant to take the garbage out. Everybody, and there were some other things on her list. There was a point where I was like, wow, girl, you really doing the most. But at the end of the day, that's their relationship. Baby, it might not work for me. It might not work for you. But that ain't got nothing to do with you because it's not your relationship, right? So everybody's relationship is going to be different. But there are things that I still believe in. I still expect from a partner. That's why I need to wait on God to send me my husband because I clearly keep picking the wrong ones. But that's okay. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So once you, once again, learning who you are and understanding who you are and truly loving who you are and, and, and having that understanding, you being a hopeless romantic won't be so tragic. Um, and it won't, it won't, you won't have these moments anymore where you feel like you have to um, settle. You won't. You won't settle anymore, which is amazing, right? And that's the most amazing feeling. So, to all of my hopeless romantics out there, keep your head up because your partner is coming, and whoever is meant to be with you is going to be with you, and it's going to be amazing. Keep hope alive. Um, to women, there are still good men out there. To men, there are still good women out there, okay? So you ain't, yes, there's plenty of fish in the sea. You might have to scrounge up a couple of um, little weird looking ones here and there before you find your grand fish. You know what I'm saying? But they're out there. They are out there. In the In the process of waiting, learn who you are. Understand who you are and be able to, to live in that, right? Um, and, and learn something, learn something new about yourself, build yourself, right? Cause you never stop growing. So while you're waiting, if you are one of those ones, <clears throat> me too, that are still waiting for your special right person to come, build yourself, learn your worth and build yourself, fall in love with yourself. I'm still learning on how to do that, but learn to fall in love with yourself first, because when your significant other comes in, they are not meant to come to make you happy. You got to be happy all in your own and whole all in your own. You got to be 100%. So that way when they come, 
then they'll be able to be 100%. And then y'all can come together and be 100% together. Does that mean everything's going to be peachy keen all the time? No, you're going to have ups and downs, but they're going to be the person for you. What's the the term that they use? My person. They're going to be your person. And that's how it's going to be. So I hope y'all have a good night. Y'all keep the hope alive. (laughs) And, And continue to grow for your hopeless romantics. Keep your head up. Your person is coming. Uh, To the ones that are happy in relationships, keep thriving, okay? Keep setting an example for us, um, showing us what real love is about. Um, All right, y'all. That's all I got for today. I will see y'all next week, bright and early, next Monday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Central Standard Time. I got y'all. I'm still... I'm going to get y'all. I promise I'm going to get y'all next week. All right. Stay tuned for next week's episode. We got a good topic that we will be talking about. Um, and I will tell y'all what that is. Parenthood. Next week, we coming out to you with Parenthood episode. Woo. All right, y'all. If y'all not parents, you're going to be all right. We <laughs> Just wait. But to the parents, definitely tune in. Let me know what y'all, um, how y'all feel, y'all thoughts about what parenthood has meant to you, or even if you're not a parent, what your relationship with your parents was like. You know what I'm saying? Hit me up. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Weirdest Podcast. Send me a DM, uh, or you can leave a comment here. Let me know what's up. All right, y'all. I will see y'all next week.